the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Well, welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck, BuffaloSportsPage.com, along with the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti, back from his hiatus, vacation. Yes. I can't believe you get vacation. It's forced. It's okay. forced. Well, Meaning, right. Because I would assume you go on vacation and you're just studying contracts and salaries yeah. like you always do. Yeah, the laptop was definitely with me. We were, uh, you know, significant time change. We went abroad. So it was a, it was, it was a, a task and a chore, but we, we kept up as we can. Luckily, you know, as we're going to talk about here, there weren't any major splashes in terms of contracts. So um, we, t- we dodged that bullet. But yeah, good to get away for a little bit. Good to be back and uh, plenty to talk about here. You went to Europe to study transfer agreements. <laughs> That's right. Premier soccer. That's what I was right? thinking. Like, if you went time. to Europe, they, was it all about the soccer and uh, cricket? You know, what's we, we, we don't see any cricket salaries. I'll on tell your, you what, uh, there was definitely no baseball over there. There's, I mean, there's no nothing. I mean, <laughs> you, know, you know, you flip through a channel and you, you go to a sports bar, which really don't exist, by the way, where I was. But it was thin, thin picking for uh, sports content over there. So I was... On Twitter and kind of keeping up with uh, you know the usuals as as I could, but I I, I couldn't make it over there being it, the baseball guy that I am. That's true. I have, I have problems going to the West Coast, yeah. right? Trying to keep things in the East. Yeah, you, you know, well, you try, like trying to stuff. trying to be prepare yourself for four o'clock baseball games, right? That's that always throws me on any time I go to the West Coast. Yeah. You know, yeah, five o'clock Monday night football games, right? Yeah. Right. That's, or you wake up wake up Sunday morning and it's ten a.m. and the game's on. You're like, whoa. I Very love, strange. See, I love that. I love soccer in the morning. Right. All right. Well, speaking of West Coast, we can start with a mm-hmm. West Coast NFL team. Yeah, a few of them. Two of them, actually, yeah. um, whose big stars continue to not be in camp with not – there was some indication that Aaron Donald may be close, but nothing as we record this. So what's the latest on – we'll start with Aaron Donald, and then we'll go to Khalil Mack. Yeah. I, I read the same as you yesterday. I think the last 24 hours, there's some hope. I think, uh, you know, a couple of the major sources sort of alluded to the fact that the negotiations are there. The numbers are there. Um, look, the Rams don't have a lot of leeway right now with their cap. So um, I, my, my thinking in terms of this getting to the finish line is that there's going to have to be some some moves, right? Some Some cause and effect here just to get this thing done. Because when you're talking about the magnitude of contract this is going to be, it's going to be front loaded. Right. I mean, Aaron Donald is going to and I sort of had this conversation on Twitter yesterday. This isn't about one hundred and fifty million dollars. Right. This isn't a, this isn't a total value kind of asset here. This is I need 70 million dollars guaranteed and I need it in three years because I'm the best defensive player, arguably of all time. You know, that, sort of how this is laying out. <laughs> and, you know, there's, re- there's really no denying that I'm going to be on top of these these plateaus in terms of average salary and guarantees and, you know, all those, all those contract factors we talk about on this podcast all the time. But there, there's no denying it. But in order to get it done, you know, you're not going to spread this thing out over, over six, seven, eight years and expect him to agree to that just because we've seen that happen. We've seen the Julio Jones situation. We've seen the Earl Thomas situation in the last month here where these elite players get to those backsides of the contract, and, they, and they're miserable. The teams don't want to do, miserable. do and, those any deals anymore. So this really. is the point I was having on Twitter yesterday, and, and, and you know there were a couple of you know, negative comments back to me about it. My tweet was basically, the only thing that matters here is $70 million to Aaron Donald. That's it. That's, that's the most defensive uh, guaranteed money ever given out. That's Von Miller, right? Aaron Donald is certainly Von Miller. Maybe sure. even then some. He's, sure. he's younger. He's, he's been more productive. He's on a better team right now, right? I mean, all the signs are there. So to me, that, that's a no-brainer comment. It's all about the guaranteed money, and that's really all that should matter. And if, he, you know, if they want to sign him to a three-year, $70 million contract, 
I think he would agree to that. But it's not about six and seven years. It's not about you know the back end of this contract. This is a guy who's going to be 30, 31 years old in four years, right, in between there somewhere. That matters to a defensive player. Look at what happened with Indominus Sue. Look, I mean, there's it matters to even the best players. It better matter to the teams too, because the likelihood That's of right. the production still right. being there at that age is not as good. But we're we're going to talk a little bit about about control here because you've got a guy like Aaron Donald and a guy like Aaron Rodgers, right? Kind of the same guy on each side of the ball here right now. Um, Rodgers obviously being a little older, but this isn't about getting 150 million dollars where half is guaranteed. This is about controlling your future. Right? This is the best defensive player in football, and sure, the Rams want him for four years, and he, I'm sure he wants to be there with the prospects of this team you know, being Super Bowl-bound in the next few years. But after that, he's got to be able to control his destiny. He, he, you do not want him locked in six, six, seven years down the road if the Rams you know, fall off. This is going to be a, a short window, just the way these young – I mean, look, at Jared Goff's going to need a contract next year. You've already locked in the wide receiver. Um, you've locked in you know, Todd Gurley as well. So – the money's being shelled out sort of left and right here, and that's not going to be sustainable over a long term. So there's a short window for the Rams. Aaron Donald is sort of the, the second last piece of that puzzle come with Jared Goff next year. But both all of these players are going to want to be in, sh- in this short window and then have the control to get themselves out of it. Because if you're locked in, you're Julio Jones, right? And, and you're, or you're even worse, you're Earl Thomas. You're locked in on a bad team, right? Seattle, Seattle's on the backside of, this, of their window. It's obvious, you know, you know, they're going to be an average team this year. Um, that's where you don't, Aaron McDonald shouldn't want to be. And that's not a money thing. That's a contract control thing. And to me, that's just as important as the $70 million guaranteed. You know, it was fascinating um, going over this. It, it, Paul, uh, you and I can relate to this, you know, going back to the mid to late 90s. It was always about the years, yeah. right? The security yeah. mm-hmm. of, of having a job so you can get paid. Now it's become – security's shifted to guaranteed money now yeah. right. in the National and Football League. And then freedom. League. Right. And, right. And, that, and that's so interesting because, you know, in, like you said, Kevin, in every sport, every sport, it's always been about the long term, you know, the headlines are the 10-year deals. Show me the guys, love. Show me that you, you know, want and, me, right? And, you yeah. know, and now the players have realized, no, I want, I want three years because then I can figure out where I want to go again. And, and if this isn't the right place or they don't want to pay me, I'm going to beat them to the punch to the point where they cut me because I'm making too yeah. much money. Loyalty is gone. Right. Uh, it's been gone for uh, quite some time, but it's just – just fast because I was thinking about Bruce Smith uh, in the same position, you know, Aaron Donald here. And I was just thinking about, you know, how it was about a long term deal to lock him up so he could stay. And then really, Reggie White was kind of the first guy, right, that, um, you know, moved on from loyalty and got a big payday to go to the Green Bay Packers. And like that was the shift. Yeah. I, I think. And the start of the shift, anyway. Someone had to be kind of the first, and that was the start of the shift. And now it's just even more the way contracts are structured, and they figured out the cap through CBAs. The loyalty is in guaranteed dollars, whether that's two years, three years, four years. But it's not it's not the eight-year deal anymore. That doesn't matter. It's how much, as you said, what the guaranteed money is, and that's the $70 million for Aaron Donald. It, it is. And when you're an elite player like we're discussing here, that is the one thing – that you should be demanding because every, everything else is going to be there for you. You're going to be the highest paid player. You're going to have the top guarantees. It's going to be there. But control over the structure is the one thing that the players have not been able to get from the teams. They haven't been able to, to win that battle yet. Um, they haven't gotten the fourth year guarantee. No one has yet. Um, so that's really next in terms of maybe an Aaron Rodgers deal, even though he's 34 years old. But to me, it is about 
controlling your destiny, understanding that at any point in time, or even or even more more sophisticatedly, understanding the window your team might might have, right, and reflecting the contract around it. I mean, the Rams, like I said, there might be a three to four year window, and that, to me, that is exactly where Aaron Donald's true guarantees should be. He, if he can go and get a little guaranteed money in a fourth year, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, I, I think that's reasonable because I don't think the Rams can sustain this current roster outside of that. It's yeah, because they're going to have to pay golf, as you mentioned. It's, not it's, all, it, it's it, it, Every team that doesn't have to pay big money to a quarterback has right. flexibility to do things that most teams can't. And, and, and here's the other end of that, and, and, and it's really not being discussed yet, but if if Aaron Donald does get done this year, and we've talked about Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley, and there's been others, um, you know, they've let some defensive players go to sort of make this work, but Jared Goff might be SOL here. Jared Goff might be on a Kirk Cousins path here. Franchise yes, tags. A few yeah. of them. He might have to be sort of the, 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 the brunt of this joke, right? He right. might have to be the guy that says, So, so we'll Jared you, Goff's got two more years left than the team option. That's right. And then franchise that's tags. That's right. Yeah, but it's right. worked out for Kirk Cousins financially. It, it Not only has it worked out, it worked out for the teams too. I, I think the Redskins are probably pretty happy with how that worked out. You know, they didn't win, you know? Right. They, they didn't make it work And they didn't get locked ar- into paying him. a ridiculous amount of money to a player that they clearly yeah. didn't think was worth it. That's right. And and it's an awful system for the player. Yeah. It's an awful system. Right. Um, because of the lack of guarantee, because of, you know, things like injuries that could come in and really destroy that whole system. But it's there, and teams are abusing it. The problem with it is that teams are abusing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how how does any of well, this? Well, that's a negotiation point yeah. in CBA, though. You can't say they're abusing it. They're using a tool that was collectively bargained. They're they're by using the it in a way that wasn't anticipated, though. They're using it as a way. They're using it as a model to build their team, rather than a way to hold a player placeholder right. as a placeholder but that happens with to. every cba just good doesn't business. it look at i'm right. not i'm not i'm not i'm not knocking anybody here it's good business but it's less control for the players and that's that's the whole point right they're, they're losing even more control because of that right all right so the other key guy that we're talking about and you you know you, you throw around with donald one of the the rising already great defensive players in the league khalil Mack's not that far off and how much you know how much of what's going on with donald is going on here now we, we do know that khalil crossed a, a mark where he's now being fined eight hundred and fourteen thousand dollars for every missed game so he's no missed he's one that. Um, no yeah. way he's paying that. By no, the way. oh, come I know, on. but it was a, it was one of those milestones where potentially you could have said he might have come back in if he didn't want to miss it. So where where is this at? It has been incredibly quiet. Yeah, and that's not good news for Cleo Mack. I don't think that's uh, he's been way behind the back burner um, in comparison to Aaron Donald and even even Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I think those two have had more more publicly visible negotiations where Mack is really in the background here. Um, and that might be an agent agent's choice. They're just sort of trying to wait in the wings because they're making a point that they really are going to stay the heck away until this thing gets done. Do you think he's waiting for Donald to to, to set a parameter? I don't think that's good business on his part. I don't um, because statistically, Mac had a had a pretty a bit of a setback season last year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, statistically speaking, so he doesn't have the leverage that Aaron Donald has. You know, really even closely. Um, Max more of like an eighteen million dollar valuation, where Donald's well over twenty million. Just you know, numbers the numbers. He also plays a position where he's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Donald being a pass rushing D tackle, those those are don't. There might be three of them in the world that exist. You know, not that Khalil isn't a great pass rushing outside linebacker DN, but 
there are others there. I, I think you nailed it. I think Donald is just sort of an anomaly. Yeah. So I think keeping his distance from that negotiation probably makes sense. Um, he's more in line just with the Von Miller right. contract. I think sure. that's that, that's the model, sure. and you know it's it's three years later, so you've got to pay me more than that. That's right. it. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, because of his ties to where we are in Buffalo, which is where Khalil went to school. There, there's you know, there's it's always a topic of discussion amongst people, and there's a lot of people in this town that know Khalil, and and the the, the conversation I've had with people is like, geez, what you, what's going on? Is he mad? Is he angry? Like, wh- why people want to know why? Because most the people that in Buffalo that know Khalil don't necessarily know him as that kind of guy, although they knew him as the college Khalil. I don't know that we all, any of us could claim we know him as the NFL star Khalil. So my take on the the, the quietness is that there's there could very well be trade conversations happening. To, to me, that that is always a signal. It's a red flag. When things get quiet... Did John Gruden walk in there and go, we were awful on defense with him. Why do I want to blow my team structure up to pay Well, him? like I said... He, could I, could I, have been, for I, sure. Yeah. I think he had a step a setback a little bit last year. Um, you know, this isn't helping. You know, the holdout's probably not helping because they've got... To, Gruden's got to go out there and win games right now. Right. Um, and, you know, he, he's certainly not going to be ready to do that anytime soon with him. Um, but to me, quiet always means there's things going on in the background. Yeah. And if they were negotiating, you'd hear about it. Sure. Agents love to talk. Yeah. Agents love to yeah. put their, put themselves out there. Um, it's just a, a negotiating tactic to get themselves on Twitter and talk a little bit. Um, so that's not happening whereas it, as it is with Donald. Um, to me, that signals that maybe there's some calls being made. I, th- I think there's been three, four teams that make a lot of sense out there. Right. We um, talked about Kevin and I talked about yeah. this on one of our podcasts last week. Hey, as we fake tried to just... Adam Schefter on Twitter said they're talking yeah. about the Bills. Uh, that's, that's fake. Adam all, that Schefter. is where it all starts. Right. We yes. were trying to surmise what the market value would be for a Khalil Mack. Um, yeah. You know. Kevin, throw out what we talked about, and then we'll see what Mike thinks. Well, I just you know on that hypothetical for you know the Bills, let's say. Yep. Um, the player they drafted this year at linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds, right? Okay. I mean, his first-round pick and another first. I, I, yeah. I think he's two firsts at or, least. Or the player they drafted in the first round last year, Tradavius White. You know, I mean, uh, I, you know. No way i do that deal. I think White's too good. I've heard the Bills as one of the teams as well, and I, I don't see that as a fit. I, I know that it's a logical fit because of where he played college and things like that, but to me, those two guys are untouchable that you just mentioned. Totally untouchable. I don't think Edmonds is untouchable. Untouchable. I don't think so. No, you know why I don't think so? Because he hasn't played for you. White has and proved that this Fair. guy is an all-pro caliber cornerback. The other guy, his, his upside's tremendous, but it, but they do play different positions. You're not going to put Mac in at, at your mic. Correct. You're going to put uh, – you'd have to trade Hughes – or right? release them, you know. Right, right. Rele- yeah. yeah, you're 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 gonna you're gonna yeah you're gonna get rid of another pass rushing end. Now, interesting. Kevin and I sort of th- talked about, you know, what would the Raiders want? Well, is it a one and a, st- a star? Is it two ones? Is it a one and a two? But I'll I'll throw you an interesting response to that given to me by someone who works in the NFL, and they said. The price isn't going to be as high as you think it is because part of the price to trade for him is turning around and giving him a $100 million contract with 50 to 60 guaranteed. That subtracts from the price of the trade. You, you buy that? Yeah. No. You, you buy it, but everybody's, everybody has to do that, right? I mean, there's not like it's one team that has leverage over another unless you've got cap space like the Browns who probably should be in this conversation, by the way. Sure. Let me tell you a team, maybe it's a Derek horse. I don't think it's a Derek horse, but I think I think two firsts is exactly the price, and I think there's a team that has two firsts next year. 
and it's the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great fit. Talk about Reggie White, right? I mean, yeah. I think it's a great fit. I think it's a team that, boy, I don't know where they stand right now, right? I mean, I mean, they. I think a lot of people are really upset with the Jordy Nelson, you know, departure. Um, that offense is maybe not quite where it needs to be with it for an Aaron Rodgers quarterback. Uh, they could use a splash. They've got a, a, an aging Clay Matthews who's on an expiring contract. Um, there's just a lot of pieces that sort of make sense for and a new a general manager who who has changed their philosophy. Because when Ted Thompson was there, he yes. would have he would have hung the phone up on the Raiders. <laughs> he's right? Not, he's not even working this time of year. Well, I'm saying, but yeah, you're right. So, but so now you have a new GM who is willing to listen to that phone That's right. call. That's right. It's a it's a bit of a new culture. They're maybe not as strong roster wise as they've been in the past. They could probably use a splash like this, and they've got some assets to move draft wise. So. To me, that's the team. Um, Interesting. And I can tell you from the little bit that I do know Khalil Mack, personally, he'd be, I think he'd be fine playing in a place like Green Bay, which not everybody would be. Right. You know, that, and that comes from a smaller college under the radar career up until getting to the NFL. You know, he's not a guy who played in the SEC who demands the spotlight. That's not necessarily him. So no, I, I, do, I do think, though, that that's what's going on. I think that it's, it's quiet because there's, there's trade possibilities. Um, Interesting. And Oakland might be entertaining those. And I do think there's some teams out there asking, too. Let me, if you were Oakland, both of you, would you trade him for two first round picks? I think you've almost backed yourself into a corner now where you have to. He's clearly not interested in coming back or not under the terms that you're talking to him unless you're going to – I mean, there becomes a tipping point. We've seen this with guys over the years where you don't want to get rid of a guy, but you know you're never going to be able to sign him, and it becomes a distraction, and then you say, let me get what I can get for him. I think if you're the Raiders, you absolutely take two number ones. I agree. I think they're they're moving to a new a new stadium here. They're new, they're moving to a new city. Um, I, I don't think I want to put sixty five million guaranteed into this guy when I could use that to, you know, maybe adjust my roster elsewhere. Where I think they're going to need. I mean, they're going to need a you know a running back situation. They're going they're going to need some some help elsewhere. The secondary is going to have to get rebuilt again. It looks like um, it's tough to lose a guy who can pass rush like this, but. You know, if you got two first, you can go get another one, right? Yeah, and and again, just <laughs> right. just reiterate because I think it's important, and I think it's all part of this that cash flow for the Raiders could be an issue in this as well, big too. Big time, big time. Yes. Um, look at for me, everything starts with with Derek Carr on the Raiders because I've said it a few times on this show. Um, he's got an out after this year, contract wise. So if John Gruden's not in love with him, and they're moving to a new city, and they're going to start, you know, sort of take this thing from the ground up, it could start with. Derek Carr being on the on the way out so you know you lose Mac now you, you lose Carr next year potentially this thing might be a total rebuild by 2019 that'll so. be exciting well you can't do that going oh. to Vegas in your first year can you I, I don't know I mean I don't know I if it's for the good of the team y- right you don't want to go into a place like that in a brand new stadium Look with a Derek, team that that you might win four games that's the worst scenario Derek Carr had a bad 2017 Yes, yeah, but they were, a, and and, I'll, and let me say this to and you: a lot of for that the same reason, <laughs> for the same reason that you could blame Khalil Mack for not having the whole team was bad in 2017. In 2016, they showed glimpses of what they all can be. Um, you know, the question is: Did they lose? Did they fall off the track and have a bad 2017, or are they? Can they get back to where they were? I, I, you know, 2016, Kevin and I had this debate. I thought Derek Carr was the maybe the one quarterback in the league that I would have wanted if you gave me my choice of all of them there's no question and that's why they paid him there's no question 
I mean, he was he. he so looked, how could he, he look the part? How could he be on the brink of you wanting to get Listen, rid of him now? I just wanted to have a big rebound because I have a Derek Carr autograph rookie card. There you go. All right, there you go. Selfish. All right. All right. On the pack, <laughs> yeah, on the darn right, selfish. And I just want to say this too. I am disappointed that ballers didn't uh, go with the Vegas uh, Raider theme because this year's yeah. oh pre. Did you see the yeah. debut? Yeah. I did not see eh, the debut. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. They could have nailed that. They could have nailed it. Uh, anyway, so right, speaking of the you're Packers, missing out on a good show, Paul. Yeah, if you're not no, watching, I, no, I watch it. I just didn't watch the premiere this week. All speaking right. of the Packers, what's going on with Rodgers? Oh, I don't think anything new, but it's still worth talking about because, um, you know, for those who really haven't taken a deep dive into this situation and the negotiation process, they're getting real creative in Green Bay. Real creative, um, and, and I think it's more from Rodgers' camp. But um, you know, I've read a few pieces and I've talked to some people recently that have sort of shed some light on this. But um, have you guys actually heard about these details that, no. that Rodgers has, has put together? Okay, so no, that's why you're here. Mike. Short, short story here. <laughs> short story because we're on a time limit here. Um, oh, we're not. <laughs> basically, you know, it's not just about going out and being 31 million a year, right? Yeah, surpassing Matt Ryan. You know, obviously, though, like I said, same thing with Aaron Donald. Aaron Rodgers is going to get his money, you know, if and when he wants it, right? And we're at that point. But it's not just about that. He's asked for really specific things, and they're like green M and M's in his locker. <laughs> no, not like okay. diva stuff. Okay, <laughs> more just of more checking. of like the control that we've been discussing here, right? He has asked, or at least entertained the the idea of an adjustable contract, which is pretty unbelievable, but it's also pretty impossible, right? Basically, what that means is. If he's worth $31 million a year right now and Jared Goff gets $33 million, or Marcus Mariota gets $33 million, Aaron Rodgers will have the ability to adjust and flex his deal to now make again make so him a, the highest paid. So almost a clause that says you must be by yes. one hundred grand the highest paid quarterback in average annual salary. At whatever. all time. Right. All right. So, you know what? I, can, I, can I just say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> that, really? <laughs> really? That's a cake and eating really? it to uh, mode, mode Re- there, really. Right? He's, um, he's awesome quarterback. There's a few, and there's I've a interviewed few. him before, and he's uh, in, in a golf setting, and it was right after actually the uh, when they lost, uh-huh. but he drew the play up in the you know, like in the huddle, and I talked to him about it, and he was cool about it. But what, you're Aaron Rodgers. We all know you're great. We don't need your paycheck to say you're the greatest in the league. So here's the problem I have with it, because I'm with you a little bit. I, I sort of got you know at I'm it. getting at, I, right? I was, yeah. I, was, I was extremely interested in it just from a creativity standpoint, you know, that's, that he'd even have the, the kind of the gall to put this out there and, and, and make it public. I mean, obviously this thing's out there. Um, right. Here's the thing. Uh, who cares how much your average pay is, Right. If they're really going to get specific about this, that means he's going to have to have a cash flow of that every year. Like, are you talking? Are you talking? You want thirty-one million this year, thirty-two million next year? That's ridiculous, right? Right. Here's the other part of it. The, the second option was ownership stake, which I don't even know how that would work in Green Bay. I don't Bay. think the league yes. would let that happen. Well, well, well. Here's the thing: publicly owned. They're publicly owned, right? so I'm not sure how that would work in Green Bay. But I did some digging. And if you remember, Tennessee offered this to Peyton Manning when, when the Indianapolis released Peyton Manning and he was a free agent. The Titans actually offered this, and the league did not push back. Really? They I'm did surprised. not push back. I mean, maybe they did internally, but in terms of public facing, it seemed as if this was an opportunity that was going to be entertained. So well, in that, that regard, I think he's brilliant. I think it's brilliant by his Here's part. the problem yes. from a financial standpoint and a number standpoint. The problem is 
any kind of ownership stake would be percentage based, yeah. right? Well, yeah. And, and then you you'd have to for that on the, How do you him. account for that on the cap? You'd have to compensate him for the cap. So if he works, if he owns two percent of the of the team, and the team's worth you know two hundred million, then your cap's already starting there. Then you'd have to pay him a base salary, right? So you'd have to add on to that. I don't know how you could financially make that work with your cap. My only guess would be if you get an ownership stake that it becomes active upon retirement. Okay. But that's so still like a deferred. cap circumvention. Deferred. Yeah, I'm not sure that's legal. It, it, that's Because you can't still, defer money in the NFL. That's, that's telling a guy at age 45, we're going to pay you $10 million, but play for $2 million now. Right. That's circumventing the cap. That's baseball money. Well, <laughs> I, I, I listen, I, I think, because I thought about this with LeBron James, frankly. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, if he was going to stay in Cleveland, if there's a way to negotiate an ownership stake for him with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Would have made sense yeah, for him to stay, right? Yeah. And who knows? He may own that team someday. But anyway, um, if I were a player and an iconic player for a franchise, I would ask for the same damn thing. Uh, you want me to stay long term? I want a piece of the team mm-hmm. here. I'm responsible for the financial success of this team, and I'm thinking about my post-career, and I'm not going to have enough money to become a majority owner. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, unless you go strike oil and, you know, <laughs> whatever i mean he's gonna make a right. ton of money as much but as we talk about throwing these big numbers around yeah. they're not ownership and numbers. the only like he's in it now he's got the leverage now to try to get a piece when he's retired there won't be the leverage peyton i'm surprised peyton manning isn't an owner of a team i think it's right coming. now yeah i think it's i think coming. it's coming all right well yeah. fine but you know he, he could have had a time to go somewhere rogers where he wants to be he's asked for it See now, this I think okay. is very sensible, and I totally get that from Aaron Rodgers. You don't think how uh, it works on the cap? I, think I don't it, know. Maybe I think you it's eventually it. going to happen. I think, I think this is going to happen eventually. Yeah. Not with not with Rodgers because this is a public team. I can't even. I can't you don't even think he could get a hundred thousand Packer uh, shareholders to sell their <laughs> shares just to get them uh, to keep them happy? Well, those are those are essentially worthless. <laughs> two hundred fifty bucks. A, what are they like? Two hundred fifty bucks a share or something? Yeah, like that? but you can't resell yeah, it. Right, you can't resell it. So right, yeah. it's basically worthless. Yeah, yeah. somebody actually. Yeah, like, uh, ha- you're right. There's got to be some owner yeah. there, right? Yeah, who r- rakes in the profits? Uh, no, it's the it's the the team itself, right? I mean, there but, is no singular owner. That's the whole yeah, but bizarre do, setup. What do they do with the, pr- the profits? They don't. They they remain in the. I believe the, the the they remain in possession of the Packers organization. They don't. They don't pay dividends. So everybody they, gets they raises it, every year. They churn it back <laughs> into the stadium, or or you know. But teams do that anyways. Is my point. Yeah. Like there's right. so much damn money there. Right. right. What's the need for it? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, I, I agree with you. I think this has legs. And, and because of what I read with Peyton Manning and the Titans, it, it sure seems like it. You know, the league was going to consider at least entertaining it. Um, look at there's a third there's a third piece here with Rodgers, uh, which again I think could have legs, but man it's a headache. So the the next option that he's offered or his agent has offered is an adjustable cap again, but it's an adjustable adjustment based on the percentage of the cap. So as the league cap increases, which it's going to do every year here, he wants to be twenty percent of the cap every year. Again though, I don't know how that's sustainable for the Packers, right? right. Because and there's two things. Number one, I don't know if that's sustainable to keep a roster around him, which is another whole other side of this, right? If if Rodgers is really going to these levels for his contract, is this really going to be worth it? You know, are they going to win a damn thing at the end of this if no. if, he, if he's this specific? No. Right. But we'll leave that out because that's pretty obvious here. But here's the thing: you can't just make an adjustment. You can't just restructure 
No, you'd have to have him sign one every year contract. single time. Yeah. So you sign a five year deal. You got to sign it over again in the second year. You got to sign it over again in the third year. There's semantics. There's agent fees. I, I don't know that this is even worth anybody's time at all. Hmm. Just just franchise tag the guy at right, this point, right? right? Every year. Yeah. Every year. I mean, that's essentially what he's asking for is well, top money every if year. If those numbers are close <laughs> to what he wants, then yeah, it makes a lot of sense. If 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 he can get twenty percent of the cap by signing whatever the franchise tag yep. number is, then then do that. You know what the fascinating part of it is? He's not even the greatest Packer quarterback of all time. <laughs> right? He, he might be third on That's the list. That's a different radio show. <laughs> right? Third? I bet you could I bet you could argue that well, he's Bart Starr. I'm going to disagree with you 100%. Really? I think he's better than Brett Favre. I think he's better than Bart Starr. Well, Bart, for me to say better than Bart Starr, even comparison would be uh, folly. Yeah. Right? The, the two errors are too Star hard to compare. Different style, but. Yeah. He's better than Brett Favre. He's better than Brett Favre. Oh, he's better than Brett Favre. Oh boy, I, it, it depends on how you oh, want to define better. That, and yeah, again, that that's I, that's I like that. three more parts of this podcast. I would right? take I would take Brett Favre if I had to win it all. Now that's game, a different conversation. I'd take that's Brett right. Favre over Aaron Rodgers. That's a different conversation because you talk about grittiness and and a one game scenario yeah. kind of thing. And we're splitting hairs here. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. No, it's it's a good conversation. Right. I, I, Favre has almost two, right now. I don't even. Rodgers won't even come close to Favre's touchdown passes when his career's over. I don't think. Maybe not. Probably not. No, Rodgers won't play that long. Favre's thrown Favre's second all time at five hundred and eight. Well, if he wants thirty five million against the cap every year, he's not going to have any wide receivers to throw to anyway. So it doesn't right. mean there you go. Exactly. Right. But the point is, he's being creative. I don't know how much you know justification it's going to have at the end of the day. Um, I think he should just look at Matt Ryan's contract and add a million, couple million dollars and say, say hell with it because it's Matt Ryan's contract is just fine. It works for the Falcons. It works for him. Um, I don't know why we're splitting hairs, uh, you know, with all this, the, the, the nonsense, but it's interesting from a contract standpoint. Um, it's maybe a little progressive. Maybe this gets us, you know, to a, another level with player control and things like that. I like the ownership stake. I think that's got some legs, but you know, it's just interesting. I don't think anything is going to come come down to it when it, when the uh, contract actually gets signed. All right, how, how many um, more quarterback notes do we have here? Because I got I have we got one more. Fire we got away. one more quarterback right, note. Uh, well, uh, one of the, one of the guys we're going to talk about uh, is, through hard knocks. Huh. We've been pronouncing his name wrong his entire career. Tarod, Tarod, yeah, Tarod Taylor. It's not Tyrod Taylor. Listen, this is not the NHL. How do we change your name <laughs> I don't know. this I don't far know. into it? So then that's on, that's a that's on him if he hasn't corrected anybody <laughs> for the first eight years of his career. I I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Right, He's too nice of a guy to correct people. Yeah. He, and guess like, what? Well, After about your... six weeks, we won't have to worry about saying his name anymore right. anyway. But you, you haven't told uh, you know the. Like he never told the Bills crack PR department, "Hey, my name's Tarod." Whatever. They never asked. I well, come Whatever. on, whatever. Whatever. All right. All so, right, but anyway. the point being there is, and again, I my instincts tell me let's relax. It was one, one week of preseason, <laughs> but people in New York are already nuts about Sam Darnold uh, being the starter. Uh, you, you know Mayfield. So, so the topic that you want to address is is uh, what are the money factors in going to be involved in some of these decisions about whether Rosen, Allen, Darnold, and Mayfield are going to take over? Well, it's sort of a smooth transition away from Rogers, right? Because he's sort of the poster boy for all this, isn't he? Yeah. Wasn't he the sort of the uh, last first round pick to sit the on his butt for a few years? He's the anomaly in all this, yeah. right? So, 
and look how well it's worked out. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it, but right. that was a, it's a it's a, it was a different era. It was a but, different circumstance. It's rare that a team as good as the Packers were get a quarterback in the first round like they did. I, I know what you're saying. I just think it's a bad comparison because it's such an outlier. It, I, I I disagree. I disagree. I've heard this a lot, and I disagree. Yes, none of these teams are are good. Right? The Jets are terrible. Maybe better. The Browns were the worst team in the history of football last year. Um, you know, the Cardinals, I don't know, maybe in the middle somewhere in, in, with, with the Josh Rosen situation. Here's the thing, though. The rookie wage scale was put in place to make more Aaron Rodgers. It was put in place to limit the amount of money those, those draft picks got so that teams wouldn't feel pressured into having to play those guys right out of the gate. And it hasn't worked, right? Yeah. Because teams said, nah, we're paying him $5 million, he's going to play. Um and that's where we are with Mayfield, right? Mayfield's getting six million or something this year, uh, you know, in terms of base salary. He looks good after you know seven snaps in, in a preseason game, and uh, you know we're all freaking out. But there's got to be some validity to it. There's got to be there's got to be people sitting around a table right now, especially in Arizona, right, where Sam Bradford's well, that's got twenty the million only guaranteed. Team, that's the only well, one of these where you have a big money veteran, right? Right, twenty million guaranteed, fifteen million this year. None um, of those other ones are paying well, their veterans ridiculous money like that. Well, Tyrod's up there. Tyrod's getting some money. Yeah, it was sixteen million. Yeah, Tyrod's getting yeah. sixteen. I mean, McCown's ten million guaranteed. They're all ten million plus. I mean, it's not. It's not something. That, the problem is the Jets and the Browns still have a lot of cap space. So you know, from a financial standpoint, it's not Didn't that ma- much of a matter. dent. Right. Doesn't matter. But it, there's still got to. Ha- there's still got to be a conversation, right? If Tyrod Taylor, Torod Taylor is playing as good as he is, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not even saying it. Tyrod Taylor is playing as as well as he has throughout the you know the, the off season, as we've heard, um, you know, and he's worth 16 million. Is there any conversation to be had from? A, does the, does the money even come into the conversation this time of year when it's when we're talking about the week one starter? I don't think so. Not at all for the reasons that you just laid out. Not the, even Sam. Two Bradford. of the teams don't really care because they have too much cap room. Uh, the Cardinals wouldn't have done what they did to get Sam Bradford because they knew they were going to draft a quarterback likely anyway. There's no regret. So there's no regret. Well, I, I would hope not. Then why did you do it then? <laughs> I guess that's where I'm talking here. Yeah, I, I just I, I think the team that have have the insurance policy of the veteran quarterback. Yeah, and we're not talking about you know blow your socks off veteran quarterback. We're not talking about Aaron Rodgers here. We're talking about guys that you hope your rookie beats him out. Bradford's, right, Bradford's the number one overall from twenty. Yeah, but but the, the guys had a suitcase packed every other year. Yeah, I right. Mean, he's had a nice career, but not. I mean, he, he he's a mid level guy, and part of that is because you never know whether he's going to be healthy. If when he's healthy and he plays great, he's probably a top ten quarterback. But that rarely happens. If your rookie quarterback that you drafted can beat these players out, that's a great scenario for your football team, right? right? And it's validate it's but, validation of the draft. But pick. Kevin, the, the, I know what you're saying. But the parameters that go into beating him out aren't always about the performance, Correct. which is where you're going right. with all of right. this. Right. Because, again, there's a reason why only two first-round picks since 07 have not started a game their rookie year. There's too much pressure. You don't draft these guys to not play them. I, I look at the Arizona situation especially, and I, and I, see, I see Aaron Rodgers all over that. You've got you've got kind of a gunslinging Josh Rosen, right? Who who might have have to grow up a little bit into that role, right? I mean, that's all we've heard about sure, the guy. Sure, sure. Um, and maybe he's good enough. I think Aaron Rodgers was good enough out of Cal, don't you think? 
to jump into that Man, lineup? Many thought so, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you had Brett Favre ahead of him. That's right. Right. But you've got Sam Not Bradford. Sam Bradford. Well, Sam Bradford was a top five quarterback yeah, before but, he got but, hurt. But you, you can't think Listen, that way. You I can't. You will win no argument telling me Sam Bradford and Brett Favre are the same guy. Me neither. I'm not going there. Okay, all right. I'm saying. In, I'm <laughs> so saying that's in, why I'm saying the Aaron Rodgers is such an anomaly. I mean, the anomaly was you had a Hall of Fame quarterback still playing at a high level, and you, at, combined with a guy who inexplicably dropped, and you take him 24th overall when you never thought that that was going to be where you were going to go. So you're like, well, okay, let's let's just l- play this. We'll keep this guy around until we need him. Well, let's hope uh, Sam Bradford actually talks to Josh Rosen, right? Because the stories <laughs> yeah, were true. Yes. Favre never talked to Rodgers, right? Yep. All right, <laughs> let me throw this out as sort of a cap here. Does does Josh Rosen play a week in 2018? Yes. Yes, because there's n- – But why? Because but Sam why? Bradford won't stay healthy. Oh, That's the only reason. Well, no, I'll say this because the Cardinals, you know, won't win – and Oof. the losing record, then you move on yeah. to your future. You, to me, you only si- signed Sam Bradford to play for twenty play in twenty eighteen. He's the quarterback for the whole year. The whole year. This nah. is an, this is going to be Aaron Rodgers version two point If they're eliminated from the playoffs, Mike, Sam Bradford is not Josh McCown. He's not, I know, but that's no, not that. But what I'm not, saying not is, if Correct. the Cardinals, get, uh, if when, all right, if when they're eliminated from playoff contention, sure. Rosen goes in. Because if you're if you're not going to make the playoffs and let's say it's week thirteen, they're eliminated. Why the hell would you you start Sam Brad for the final three games? You play Rosen. And I think the other factor in all this too, as we compare other quarterbacks and other generations, and I think this was my overriding thought on watching all four of those guys play well this weekend. Quarterbacks are so much more prepared for the NFL than they ever have been before. The the, the quarterback process from high school on is so much different. The private quarterback gurus, the the Jordan Palmers, I mean, that didn't really exist. 10 years ago it does now and the fact that the college offense has become closer to the NFL offense means these the the, the leap is not as large as it used to be well no I, see i i think they're both factors i think coaches have become wiser and so you know if i'm going to play this guy i'm not right. going to ask him to do things he can't Same do thing, right yeah you're, you're i'm not going to i'm not going to force a guy to run my my NFL veteran offense right. if i'm going to play yes yeah the coaching they, they've gotten smarter Right. I, I, I guess my point here is I, I still don't understand the Sam Bradford signing. If you knew you had the draft spot to get a guy like that. Right? Oh, I, I understand it. I don't think they knew which quarterback they were going to get. And I don't and think there's any. I think it mattered to them. Yes. I think it mattered to the Cardinals. Well, and I think regardless of who it was going to be, I don't, I don't think any team wants to start that rookie from week one. So you want to have another option. I think I think oh. the Cardinals thought they were getting Allen, who uh, yeah, needed yeah. more the most work. And, you know, by all scouting reports coming into it, I think they thought they were getting Allen. And when Rosen came to him, they're like, huh. Well, Whoa. weren't there rumors that the Bills were chasing Bradford? So maybe it was exactly the same thinking okay. on yeah, the other end. Right. Could be. I, that, so right. That, that's exactly where I was going here is that it seems as though those two teams were aligned right from the get go with this whole situation. I don't. I don't have a need for Bradford on my team if I'm the Arizona Cardinals. That's my point here. If if your point is correct, and if your point is correct, and Rosen will eventually play this year then he should play from week one because that team is not a 12-win team, right? You, is this only a is this a gift to Larry Fitzgerald to make sure he gets his, Maybe. his 80 catches this year Maybe. so he can walk off into the sunset? Maybe. Because that's not worth $15 million guaranteed. Sam Bradford should be on the trade block right now, in my opinion. He should be on the trade block right now if, the, if that's the case because none of, none, of, none of this discussion has gotten me to the point of where 
it's it's going to be totally fine for the Bradford Rosen situation to work out the same way that the Mayfield Taylor situation works out. They're different teams. They're totally different teams, in my opinion. Um, there's no discussion with Mayfield, right? There's no discussion. He's not going to start week one, right? No, no, no way. No, no but, way. But but I would say he starts before week eight. I think Sam Darnold starts week one. I yeah, yeah and, I can and, see that, and I think so. And I, you know, and they're going to trade Bridgewater. Trade is what Bridgewater. it sounds like. Yeah, you know. By the way, did you see Hackenberg his first two passes at Eagles camp. Were yeah, picked no good. Off. <laughs> yeah, no good. No good. Like, I don't know why I'm laughing at this guy's misfortune. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no good. Speaking um, of, that's something to keep an eye on for you out there. Uh, Carson Wentz not looking good yet. He came, yeah, he said out, he came out. He's pushing yeah. it a little early, isn't he? He came out and return. said week one is is maybe a no, right? right. So which I, I don't. Uh, that's no surprise to no, me, right? Yeah, but his, but his Foles going to be healthy. Yeah, um, people are saying Foles might not be healthy either. So look out there. Interesting. Speaking of quarterbacks, all right, uh, we've we have beaten quarterbacks <laughs> and defensive linemen to death here. So let's find. Let's talk about another sport. Well, do we want to talk about another sport now? Yeah, or let's do, do it. We, all right, let's talk about basketball. Right. Yeah. All right. Because quickly, we, uh, quickly uh, we'll end on basketball mm-hmm. um, and a contract of no one we've talked about uh, in the past couple of weeks. Carmelo Anthony, mm-hmm. and it finally happened. He has been moved from on from the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, and he's going to be Houston Rocket. But Mike, explain how he's a Rocket and how and who's paying him actually. How many teams is this now for Carmelo? All right. Five. So well, this will be so that'll actually play for that he's actually going to play for. It's four, right? Four. Denver, Denver, New York, New York. Oklahoma, and Houston. Right. But he was an Atlanta Hawk for five days. And that's the most interesting part of this. <laughs> so, all right, that's the most interesting. And if you part bought a Carmelo, that's about Han- as long as you want to be an Atlanta Hawk. <laughs> and if you bought a Carmelo Anthony Atlanta Hawk jersey, well, you the- saw they sent him one, right? No, I didn't oh, see that. Yeah. They sent him yeah, one they, for that. They sent him a jersey, um, and he signed it, and that is going to be a phenomenal piece of that's memorabilia awesome. somewhere. Wow. Um, so th- they're they're playing into this. I mean, they they're if they're the, the the Instagrams and the tweets out there have been f- hilarious surrounding his Hawks so tenure. Show up in Hall of Fame night next to Neek. They, uh, right. I, I think the Hawks are considering like a Carmelo Anthony Day, like a giveaway and bobblehead. It's that's just, awesome. going to be phenomenal. Good for them. They're, they're, yeah, they're treating this well. Um, Paul, you should get that jersey for but, your collection. No, no, I'm sticking with but, the Syracuse one. All right, anyhow. But the uh, the nuts and bolts here are that. The Hawks are taking a $25 million cap hit on Carmelo Anthony this year. <laughs> okay? Why? And that's that's real life. Why? All right? So they traded for him. They got rid of a couple of guys they clearly didn't want, you know, in their short-term future here to do it. And I think Oklahoma City did pretty well. I mean, honestly, they did immensely well to get rid of Anthony and, and that money and to get a couple of actual players to go around Russell, the, you know, the Westbrook-George situation out there. Um, look at Atlanta's got the room. They're going to be the worst team in basketball again. So they can do this kind of thing, and you know, hopefully that you know the draft pick they acquired and and some of the pieces they got back are going to be worth their time going forward. But you know, this is an interesting way for Carl Anthony to kind of finish the career out. He is on the veteran minimum now with Houston, which everybody expected. So to they trade him to Houston or to get no, no release. They cut him. They cut him. So Atlanta cut him, and that, that's that's what I mean. He, the dead money is twenty five million this year. He's going to get eight and a half million cash from Atlanta over the next three years. No matter what happens, no matter where else he goes, um, and he's on the veteran minim- minimum at two point four million in Houston. So he goes to arguably the second best team in basketball um, for chump change, but he's doing just fine elsewhere. And you know, a lot of, lots being made about his role there. I don't know. I don't know what kind of role he's going to have in Houston. He barely had a role in Oklahoma City. I guess he's a, he's coming off the bench, but for you Houston, know, right? 
But that's a heck of a depth player for a good team, and it's definitely something to watch for the 2018 I'm sure season. he thinks his role is pass me the ball every single time so still, I can right? shoot. Still, right? Yeah. Still, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. But the uh, the end game for Carmelo is still pretty good. He's going to make $255 million. I'm assuming this, this is his last contract. I guess he could come back in 2019. We'll see how it goes. But assuming this is it and, you know, the uh, – the $25 million from Atlanta and, and the two point four from Houston is it. Two, $255 million in 16 seasons. Um, that's What's his winning percentage? Second all-time. Yeah, that's not a good number. Yeah. <laughs> not he, a good number. The Sixers were also involved in that trade, and Keith Van Horn was traded, right, yeah. as oh, part yeah. of this deal? Keith Van Horn hasn't played in like 20 years. <laughs> no, but he's been like – it's like the most <laughs> – isn't Keith Van Horn's contract like the most traded contract? That's, that's something to look up. I like that. I think it is. That's something to look up. All right. We'll do that for uh, next next podcast. Right. All right. That's going to do it for the SpotTrack.com podcast. Make sure you do a couple of things. Oh, yeah. Let me get a plug in. Let me get a plug yes. in. We, All right. we, we just recently launched our NFL fantasy contest at SpotTrack.com. This is a, a fun little contest. It's free. Um, it's sort of complicated. It's but it's got a unique twist because of it, right? So it's one player from every NFL team you draft. Okay, four four quarterbacks, eight running backs, twelve wide receivers, four tight ends, two kickers, two defenses. Right. So across the board, you pick one from from each NFL team. We're using the real salary caps. We combine salary caps from all the defensive players for your defense. We we run an average on that, so everything's in real time. Um, so you know you, you draft Tom Brady, you get his twenty two million dollar cap hit. Um, the object is obviously to have the most fantasy points with the lowest salary cap, and we, we do a value mathematical for equation on that, um, and we'll track that throughout the entire regular season. So this thing runs all 16, 17 weeks of the regular season, totally free. It's uh, live on SpotTrack.com right now, and we're uh, hoping to get plenty of people signed up. All right. So make sure you do that. Also, make sure you sign up for the premium uh, subscription at SpotTrack.com and download the app and... Rate us on iTunes. And that's a lot of. That's a long list a of stuff of to do. Yes, there's a lot of ands there for sure. <laughs> um, I do believe Keith Van Horn, uh, six teams. If I, if I got that right, hang on. I, he, you know, he played. He was draft. He was traded on draft night, by the way. He selected second overall mm-hmm. in eighty seven. Nets, right? Sixers. Sixers traded to the Nets on draft night. So uh, he's technically a Sixer, a Net, uh, a Nick, a Buck a Maverick, and the Sixers. So, you know, unbelievable. Uh, and I believe after he retired, he was traded a couple times because his contract was still, uh, you know, That's awesome. on the thing. So, anyway, um, we'll look that up in more detail uh, for the next SpotTrack.com podcast. For Mike Giannetti and Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening.